Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. That's important. Yeah, that's important as we move forward. I hope so. You laboriously set that up, Mark. So. <laughs> You'll see. You may have this uh, backwards, but we'll go with it anyway. Okay. So this is you and your acquaintance that are yeah, this, Okay, so yeah. I, did, I did have it backwards, so I laboriously set all that up for no reason. <laughs> Congratulations, Mark. You ruined the segment. It's episode 65 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's John Smith, friend of mine, an expert in maximal aerobic function, then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment and Falling Asleep Stories. We'll wrap up with our Simply Human Tip uh, of the week. How are you? Wow. So the introduction for John Smith is, oh, he's a friend of mine and he's a super expert, man. Yes, well, he is my friend. We are technically friends. So am I with him because I am Facebook friends with him. I friended him on Facebook after this interview uh, so he's also a friend of mine. Well, I Idiot. think I'm more of a friend of his. I think I win that the friend. I'm more. We, we're a little bit more than friends, John and <laughs> oh, I. Well, then talk about maximal aerobic function. <laughs> hey, hey, what the heck did you do to your thumb? I almost lopped it. Sob off. What were you night. doing? You sent me a okay. picture, and I almost vomited. All over my the place. wife uh, actually in response to this, because this is like the third time I have cut myself pretty good uh, while preparing food to cook. Jeez. I'm responsible. I take it upon myself to do you know the cooking because my wife is busy doing schoolwork and stuff like that. So when I'm home, uh, when I'm not at work, I'm doing all the cooking. Well, uh, last night I was slicing up uh, bell peppers and oh, onions. So you weren't using a chainsaw in your <laughs> in your front yard. <laughs> I was uh, slicing up bell peppers and onions for fajitas, which, by the way, by far and away, my favorite go-to, yes. like, basically quick meal. It's the most satisfying thing of all time. But anyway, I'm well. slicing the pepper. and Let's see if I can adequately describe this. This may not make sense. Okay, I have the bell pepper on its side, and I'm slicing it. Okay. So I have a bunch of bell pepper rings, right? You, you have a knife in your right hand? Yeah, knife in my okay, right hand. I'm with you. Uh, bell pepper rings. And imagine the bell pepper rings stacked up vertically yes. like uh, poker chips, I guess. Okay. Well, I'm going to cut them into quarters because I don't like to uh, have to I, bite when them. I, when, yeah. I, when, I, when I plate them, I'd rather just have everything in bite size. Right. So I'm going to quarter them. So I put my knife on the top of the, the top of the rings, right? And I'm going to go down and half it. And then I'm going to turn them and I'm going to half them again. Right. 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 So I cut them in half. And I put the knife back on top, and when I cut them in half again to quarter them, my thumb was right in the way, and and I clipped an artery. I know that because blood shot out of my thumb and hit myself in the face, in the eye. Uh, My wife is, at this point, I just put the kids to bed. She had class last night, but I just put the kids to bed. And so she was giving them, you know, basically, uh, they, they always want mama to come sing some songs with them. So I'll put them all the way in bed and then I'll tell them, all right, they're ready for songs and I'll go downstairs and do dinner. So she's upstairs, uh, singing songs with Ryan, the youngest one. Does she sing Nirvana songs to them? No, now they're singing, they're uh, playing basically just the soundtrack to Frozen. Ah, That's a good movie. It's, 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 it is a good movie every morning, every morning. On the way to school, we listen to Let It Go every morning. Would you like a time machine to go back and not have any children at all, Mark? <laughs> well, anyways, I, I don't think she heard me, but I'm <laughs> hearing her sing the songs, and I and I I let out like an audible when the and I think it was when the sensation when the blood shot up and hit me in the eye. <laughs> it hit me right in the tear duct. I think I the noise I made it wasn't like ow, it was something like yarp, y- yarp, something that like just an audible like air being pushed like pushed out of my lungs as quickly as it could it was gross i've cut the dickens out of my finger well i went upstairs and i put a paper towel on it and i went upstairs and uh i opened the door where she's in ryan's room and she looked at me she's like what i was like 
I might have to go to the hospital. And she and Ryan was like, oh, I want to go to the hospital, too. It's <laughs> like, no, no, buddy, it's all right. So I go downstairs and I actually finish chopping all the peppers, holding it like Good a paper towel on the tip of my thumb. And uh, I examine it. I don't think it's it's not like because a stitch is for like basically putting two pieces of skin back together, like sewing them together a hole that way. Right. But this is more like just imagine like you just you have like one of those like lateral like meat slicers in a deli and you just put your thumb up against it like it shaved like a huge but the 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 big flat the gigantic flap of skin was still attached so it should heal rather quickly so that's what i've got going on today we had a near stitch experience this weekend Uh, i saw this yeah my daughter like was trying to like take one shoe off and she was up on one foot and lost her balance and hit her right below her eye on my mom's piano bench and it cut it open pretty good, and we were thinking that we were going to have to get a stitch, but then the next morning, I sent a picture to my like best friend who's an orthopedic surgeon. Is it John Smith, your best friend? <laughs> His name is John, but it's a different John. It's a different John Smith. It's the orthopedic surgeon, John Smith. Okay. And, uh, and he's like, no, that actually looks good. Just keep doing what you're doing. So we have like a butterfly bandage on it. I'm trying to think the worst like I've ever... What's the worst you've ever like hurt yourself? Like self-inflicted uh, injury? I mean, when I've blown out both of my shoulders but i don't think that's really what we're talking yeah. about um like that, you should though. pose that question to me like an hour ago when i, I really thought about it i just thought of this I'm i don't have you know i don't have like too many crazy injury stories i don't i've never the only bones i've ever broken are my nose and all of my toes not all <laughs> at the same time just separate times uh but i've never broken like an arm or a leg uh I've never knocked any teeth out uh, i don't have any like wild like you know children injury stories like one time i was up on top of the roof like i don't have any of those really. how about how about this story for broken toes so there's this this lady who teaches at uh she te- she's a teacher let's just put it that way and okay. she went to the same university that we did a long time ago but they still had the same beds you know like in the in like the freshman dorms a super like heavy like metal bed yeah 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 it's a, like impossible it's a two man job to move just the bed frame of this what is that a twin size bed yeah, probably yeah yeah well, like prison beds when, basically when she was a freshman this is like back in like the 60s or something when she was yeah what yeah. an old idiot yes. <laughs> she was trying to move one of those beds like by herself and like like held up one end of it and was like scooting it you know like, like, actually, like pulling it towards her, and she dropped it. It fell out of her hand, and it hit, like, it landed on her foot. Three of her toes, her her smallest three toes on like her right foot, came off. I was going to say to make a joke and say, do they come off like lizard uh, tails? Yeah, they pop. They basically like that's, popped off. That's horrible. Oh, can you, can you get that reattached? Yeah, oh yeah, she did. She had them reattached, and she's like, it's like, can she wiggle them and all everything? Yeah, like everything's yeah. normal. Isn't that crazy? Man. Doctors, craziness. what's yeah, up? Craziness. Um, let's see. Let, let's t- quickly talk about uh, the resets. We're still doing... We still have like just a, just a very small number of the holiday giveaway. I know it's the January 28th, but... Uh, hey, you know what? There's a lot of holidays. We, it's Groundhog Day is around the corner. Yeah, So uh, think of a loved one. Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> Um, so, uh, it's a 21 day email automation, uh, email me if you have any more questions or you can go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash shop, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Actually, uh, after this show airs, actually on the 31st, we will have our, uh, January t-shirt giveaway a thon. Uh, by the so- way, I have the reviews up. Should we just go ahead and pick one now to replace a person, someone, Facebook puppies for from, November? That's from November. Yes. Uh, let's do that. Let's announce both of those. Okay. In, that fe- gives person... 7th. Someone Facebook per- puppies, like you have 10, one more chance to contact us. Yes. And then if you don't, then you're losing your shirt. Ah, how about that? How about that? Um, we still have the coupon code for the the multivitamin called Nutrients, um, and we're gonna have the Caltons back on the show. I was uh, uh, communicating with her back and forth uh, this week. It's just dollar sign ten simply human for the nutrients, and dollar sign five simply human for the skinny fat, which is the MCT coconut. Oil. What if you put in dollar sign like thirty? Like, is it a glitch in the system? Just whatever number you put on is however much you get like, back. dollar sign free, and you get it absolutely free. Uh, there, are, there is a We've kink We've exposed in the, system. the system, man. <laughs> cool. So um, uh, we will start stumbling towards our interview with John, unless you had anything else that you uh, wanted to say. Wow. Well, that's, well, I mean, everyone, let's talk 
world peace, I guess. Let's okay. all get along. No, I have nothing else okay, to no, say. No world substantive. peace. Yeah, no. that's not going to happen. Um, all right, so you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, and at the time of this airing, there will be lots more. Uh, I guess you could say there's a bit of a war going on between Rick and myself. Uh, oh, no. With some pictures. And uh, you can check that out on the Facebook page. <laughs> I don't like the sound of where that's going. And uh, by, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is not fair very quickly because <laughs> I don't have a bunch of, like, a huge stack of, like, old pictures. Well, I do, thanks to my mother. Um, you can, there's also the Simply Human Kids page, Simply Human Moms page. You can find some of my stuff at everydaypaleo.com, which just, I don't know if it's, like, publicly announced yet, but Paleo Magazine is, like, some sort of magazine about paleo. Oh, and, well. <laughs> Good work, Mark. You decoded it. I should be a detective. And, uh, and Sarah Fragoso's website, we, like, beat out Mark's Daily Apple and all these other very really? popular. Yeah, and so I, I emailed because her. Because Mark's Daily Apple, Mark's big time. is a, titan, a true titan of the industry. Yeah. And that's a super popular. Wow, that is. It can only, it can only be because of my contributions uh, or recently. in spite of them yeah. <laughs> the, the, the award is it says in spite of Mark Rogers crapping up your website <laughs> crapping all over the playing field uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at simplyhuman52 uh, email the show simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or email rick at simplyhumanpeter at gmail.com Just that is kidding. not a real email <laughs> simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com alright so let's get to John uh, several bleeps in this interview thanks to Rick and John uh, and we talked. Uh, it's, by the way, it's, I want you, Mark Rogers, to understand how difficult it is for me to hold in all of these swear words that typically just pour out of my mouth every other sentence. Yes. Uh, and when I'm around someone that is swearing, like John was, it's impossible for me to not. So I apologize on behalf of my mouth for you to have to speak. But, uh, totally you know, go, so, go, go, Mark, go. <laughs> go, go. All right, hang on. Mark that. Okay, and another blink. Get that one. All right. We talked to John about training to run a marathon, the Maffetone method, heart rate zones, maximal aerobic function, Bob Sibahar, the Dopey Challenge, Iron Man finishing pictures, and lots more. Here's John. All right. Well, uh, jo- joining us, we've been recording. I don't know. I, we I, are not airing that part, by the way. I don't know. I would just scouts and. I don't know. We're starting over. It would be pretty funny. But uh, so John Smith is, is joining us. This is episode 65. You were on episode 61. And you were also on a, a previous episode. So you were you were right up there uh, as one of the uh, most uh, frequented guests we've had. And basically, it's like, that, it's like that SNL episode where like they're joining the five timers club. Like right. they're all going like uh, Paul Simon's in there and Tom Hanks. Right. Like uh, congratulations, you and I think Benny Tortorich are members of the Three Timers yes, Club. Yes. Very so, nice. So order yourselves a scotch at the bar or what have you. Yeah. Well, if anybody's a three timer, it's Vinny Tortorich. Yeah. yeah. So true that. You know, we talked so much before this thing got started. I feel like you know when I went on my first date with my wife, I talked to her for about an hour on the phone before we went out. And we got, well, we, got to, we, we got to the date. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to talk about yeah. now? <laughs> I oh, man. All my I, already, I, could, I could pick your brain for this show could be five hours long about this stuff. So, uh, you know, I'd already uh, blown my A material at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we started off talking because uh, the reason we're having you back on, and I don't know if Mark's done this intro yet on our recording or not, but uh, you were on a couple of weeks ago on episode 61, and I couldn't be part of it because of my schedule. And I said, dang it, I want to talk to John so bad. I, w- I have all these questions because uh, I'm training to run my first marathon. Mark, will you please ask just these five questions uh, of John very quickly? And he's like, yeah, 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 no problem, no problem, no problem. So like the next day I go out on my long run and I'm like, man, I cannot wait. I'm going to tear into this episode. I've got, you know, I've, I've got 12 miles ahead of me, so I'm going to listen to the whole thing and it's going to be awesome. And Mark didn't even bother to ask any of those questions at all because he's the worst and so <laughs> i insisted that we have you back on for me to uh, in this selfish pursuit of like this is basically just a conversation i'm having with you and if people out there don't like it you can turn off your, you turn off your phone man no one I cares just, you just described podcast the very first podcast that i had for two years was just me talking to interesting people that never would have gotten on the phone with me but for the fact that i was recording a podcast so. This is all just a great ruse. We don't even have a podcast. It's just me and Mark. Like, hey, let's just waste these people's times. Actually, hold on. I, I pulled up the email. I, I actually I did ask one of. The, 
Nope, yes, I didn't, I didn't no, ask any of the questions. Ask any no, of them. No, 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 he didn't. No, it's okay, though. It's good. Okay, so basically, I have a book. I'm going to read my book now and let Rick uh, talk to John. Awesome. Okay, well, I laid most of this out already, John. I uh, am training to run my first marathon. It is uh, going to be on April 12th. I, and I, I didn't just start this like a week ago. I've been you know, running progressively and progressively. And I've always kind of been a runner. Uh, but uh, I've been kind of building up mileage and building up mileage kind of slowly since like November, probably like actually late October, early November. So, you know, I'm quite a ways into this, but I want to pick your brain for several reasons, because like I said, in the, in the part where we weren't recording, conventional wisdom tells you, you would like to run a marathon. So what should you do? Open your front door, put on some sneakers, go run as far as you can, as hard as you can. And then tomorrow do the same thing, but that's not the smartest way to do things. And I'm kind of obsessed with like doing things, working smarter, not harder. And so this has all led me to doing a lot of reading about something called zone two heart rate training. And for those of you who are listening to the episode, uh, who are interested in this, but have never heard of that, can you just kind of get into, uh, first of all, before we start all this, like kind of like what zone two or mapitone training, what what all this means for people who aren't familiar with it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what all this is and what all the zone heart rate zones are and all that, However, they're defined is a, is a theory that states that your body operates off of certain zones at which your your uh, your your metabolic function becomes altered. And so, if you look at your absolute max heart rate as somewhere around 180, um, it, it can be higher or lower. Uh, but but let's call that 180. 180 seems to be the the generally accepted number that you would have a range from let's call it 100 or 110, uh, that would begin zone one to 180. And at some point in there, your body goes from burning primarily fat as its fuel to burning primarily glucose as its fuel. Uh, the, 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 actually the range that they use is 80 to hundred to, to show how much sugar or fat you're burning. And the, the notion with heart rate training, with mafetone training, and actually, they call it MAF training, which is maximal aerobic function. But a lot of people think that's just short for for Phil Maffetone, who's see that's what I that, thought. So you know, you're dropping well, now you you're were dropping wrong. knowledge on me. You yeah. were wrong. All right, <laughs> let's establish that. The first of many times I'll be wrong about this subject. So hey, by the way, are we we're not going to talk about Tom Brady's soft balls, are we? <laughs> I would I would like to and uh, yeah I, I'll have to forward uh, Rick the the meme you just sent me it's okay, pretty priceless yeah, of the, of the so anyway so beginning back to to math training which so is math, which is what maximal maximal aerobic function okay okay and, it, it does and just very very quickly aerobic is like lower intensity anaerobic is like sprinting high intensity just for right, people exactly. who, or, okay. or or yeah aerobic is is function with oxygen anaerobic is function without oxygen okay cool and um. And so at that point where you go from aerobic to anaerobic, that's your aerobic, uh, that's your maximal aerobic function. And then your, your heart rate zones are built off of that. Um, zone one is arguably almost like a, like a fast walk or a really, really light jog that you could arguably keep up forever. Zone right. five is a flat dead out sprint that you could probably keep up for maybe a hundred meters or, or, or thereabouts. And, the problem then becomes so, so then let me so then the theory is that if you train up to and at your maximal aerobic function that eventually you become faster and more efficient at that maximal aerobic function that's the okay. that's the theory anyway um, i had an interview on a previous podcast that i used to host with six-time ironman world champion mark allen who was a, a you know a bad athlete by any measure and when he got hooked up with Phil Maffetone, that's when he went from bad to elite. And uh, you know, I asked, and he he would say that he had to go from a world class Ironman athlete to a guy that was having to walk up hills to keep his heart rate down. And over time, it did catch up to him. Well, and for and, those who aren't familiar so with this, like that's well, really what well, it is. There's it's it's humbling, and that's why I I, I have questions about it. But I'm sorry. Continue. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no worries. So. Um, so that's but see here's the thing, that's great for a guy like Mark Allen. Everybody's not Mark Allen. Um, some people, uh, you know, pe- people are built differently. People 
utilize uh, energy substrates differently. And that's just basically a fancy way of saying uh, people use fat and sugar for fuel in different capacities. And the, the, the Maffetone method states that you take 180 and you subtract your age. And that is your maximal aerobic function. So, so if, for me, I'm 34, so that makes it 146 is yes. my MAF number. Okay. Yeah. So, and that is that is the 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 heart rate up to which you should be running. And if once you are over that heart rate, then the theory goes that you are now uh, burning. You are in an anaerobic state. You are burning sugar. And the 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 theory there then becomes that okay, well, you've got about 2,000, 1,800 to 2,000 calories max of sugar in your body, you've got tens of thousands of calories of fat in your body. So if you can stay in a zone wherein you are burning fat, not sugar, then you can run or, or exercise, do whatever it is you're doing for a lot longer with less lactic acid buildup in your body, less muscular breakdown, uh, all those sorts of good things that come along with that. Um, Maffetone has a little bit of a caveat that if you are already an active fit person that you can add up to five to that number. So then your 146 uh, becomes 151. Okay. And, uh, and that's where, you know, when I come off the sofa, if I go a few weeks without training, uh, when I went a few weeks last year without training, I came off the sofa at math plus five. And, uh, and, and frankly, it was still humbling a little bit, but it, it, it snapped back quickly. The, there's another theory out there, though, and this is – I'm a, a licensed metabolic efficiency training specialist. Uh, Bob Sebahar did some work with this that said that you – in addition to cardiovascular training – and I'll get back to cardiovascular training. But in addition to cardiovascular training, you can set that, that, uh, that metabolic threshold point higher by diet, by being certain that you don't rely primarily on simple sugars – and grains as your primary source of everyday fuel, that you have saturated fats in your diet, that you pay attention to, to proteins and fish and organ meats and all that other stuff, and that if you can get more fat in your diet, then you can actually have that augment your metabolic threshold point. And you can even go into a, a, a lab or a gym and test that. And I think, you know, I was, uh, I was going you know, really hardcore with this when I was training for Ironman in Wisconsin. And I went to a, a gym and I had my threshold point tested and I was at 161. So that's where, significantly where, higher than like you're where, just, where is, I mean, you're off at, the internet math number would be. You're just yeah, like the basic, at the like time, okay. at the time, my, uh, my internet math number would have been 139. Oh wow. So yeah, so that's a huge swing, but I also had to go into a, a lab to have that tested and I was eating a pretty specific diet and training regimen to help me get there. Okay. So, but but the for the general person, the average average middle of the pack runner, the guy who's never done a marathon and wants to go and and and, and get it right. I e me. I'm yeah, this guy. Even though you, yeah. even though math is not an exact science, mm -hmm. it's pretty close. Okay. It's that's everything close. I've read is like is saying the same thing you said. Like you can have it. You know, super broken down by scientists with lab coats and and clipboards, but math is pretty close for almost everybody. So it's a good you know baseline to use. Yeah, and they're even. I mean, I wouldn't trust these yet, but they're actually even coming out with little uh, uh, carbon dioxide breath analysis uh, meters that you can almost like you know you, you being a, an officer of the law probably knows well the uh, the, the the DUI pullover. Yeah. But um, uh, but it basically, so it's almost like a, a machine like that but it tests the ratio of carbon dioxide in your breath. And hmm. so you can almost, almost kind of do an on-the-fly resting metabolic rate uh, or metabolic threshold point test to see where you're at. But I'm, I'm not you – know, that, that's, that's when you go down the rabbit hole and you're a freak like me. Um, I'm just talking for people that want to go out and actually enjoy this and not have to measure every single thing they do. Yeah. Well, that's the point of this. You know, I keep so, reminding but, but, myself of why I want to do this, and it's because I want to enjoy it, but now, I also I, want to to do well at it. I, I don't know if you if you bleep these out or not, but can I drop an f bomb here? Ab absolutely. Yeah, if you yeah. if you tell somebody that they have to go out and they have to run at 180 minus their age, and that's their heart rate, and they can't go above it, and they've got to do that for two hours, that is about the most boring thing in the planet you can do man it really so, is <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's it's humbling and it's miserable and uh and, and and frankly it's just not much fun and here's the here's the thing that i've never been able to resolve with uh with math 
And and I've had the good fortune to talk to Dr. Maffetone at least three times uh, in, in length. And he even, to a degree, evades the question that at some point, you need to build lean muscle tissue in your in your in the course specific race specific lean muscle tissue. Aerobic function does not do that. Aerobic function builds your aerobic capacity, mm-hmm. but it does not build your ability to suffer uh, to to hold off suffering when your musculature breaks down, and it doesn't build uh, it doesn't build muscle. And as as every you know anybody who does any little bit of reading about exercise knows that muscle lean muscle tissue is where fat is burned primarily and the problem that a lot of people get into is that they are overweight especially with visceral abdominal fat which which indicates a certain kind of insulin resistance leptin resistance and they go out and they do this long slow uh, zone two training and they're not doing anything necessarily to expedite the burning of fat and so then it's frustration on top of frustration and so the thing that I've been trying to get out of doc, that I did try to get out of Dr. Maffetone that I never got out, or, or Mark Allen or anybody that I've talked to you about this, is when and how does intensity come in, and when and how do you have to break through that plateau? And I've gotten some vague answers like, well, it's necessary at some point, uh, but but they've never there's never been explained to me. I don't know, maybe I don't know the handshake or I didn't ask the question. <laughs> you, know, you didn't give not, like the what's the uh, the. The, the like the secret word like from the uh, the Illuminati. It's like Tubal Cain. You didn't give right, the secret ex- word exactly. So uh, so what I've what I've read and what I've come up with, and this is this is me reading a ton of different coaches and a, and a ton of different medical studies, is that you need to have a little bit of everything. And I'll kind of give you an example of, of a friend of mine's wife. Uh, she's a she's a pretty good runner. She's she's a very solid athlete. And she just did the, the the goofy challenge or the dopey challenge or whichever it is in Disney World where you run a 5K one day, a 10K the next day, the half marathon the day after that, and then a full marathon on the fourth day. Jeez. And bananas, wrote, by the way. That sounds bananas. It, it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> and this coming from yeah. somebody that does Ironmans. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening, you know who you are and you're an idiot. Um, but, I, <laughs> but I love you like a day is long. Anyway. What's, what's that called again? Like the goofy the dope, challenge. The dopey challenge. I, I have a, a guy, a Facebook friend, uh, that did, that uh, I think he got sick and he or hurt and he couldn't finish it. But yeah, like he was, you know, dopey challenge this, dopey challenge that. I was as, like, yeah, as, it sounds as an dopey. Aside, she ran next to this husband and wife pretty much the whole marathon. And at the finish line of the marathon, the husband throws his hands up in victory and completely obscures his wife's face in the finishing photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Divorce. That's so awesome. That, that's always kind of the tongue-in-cheek joke at Iron Man. Is like when you cross the finish line, be aware and don't screw up anybody else's picture too. So, <laughs> which is the only reason anyone does Iron Man is for that. Exactly. It's for the finisher picture, yeah, so they exactly. can make it get yeah. their Facebook yeah, and, and, profile. And if, you do an, if you do an Iron Man or a marathon, don't try and jump up and touch the banner because you think you're jumping ten feet. You're really jumping about three inches. Uh, so. <laughs> So, so don't don't do that. Um, but anyway, so so getting back to this race plan that I wrote for her, it was like a twelve or sixteen week race plan. But I put a little bit of everything in there. Mm-hmm. I had one. I had her running five days a week. I had her doing her long runs on tired legs because of the the, the race that she was going to have to be running. Um, but I had one day of math, one day of math plus five. I had one day of intervals, and a lot of that was actually the Yasso 800s that I had her running, the Bart Yasso. Oh, those uh, are terrible. Yeah, which are which are the running equivalent of burpees, and uh, as far as its level of enjoyment, but they are effective. They are effective. And then one day I had her running a long run, and her long run was conditioned upon uh, all negative splitting it, and the negative splits were determined by increase in math zone. And by and then, by negative splitting for people who don't know, that means basically starting off slower and saving more for the end. By, yeah, you know by, that's that, that's the thing that people always run into. So this is why math is important. Is that the thing that people always run into is injury. That's the thing that stops every almost everybody who is stopped from running is stopped because of injury. Yes, and that has happened to me before, which is I'm determined to avoid this time. What's what happens is they're not paying attention to their heart rate zone. And they're going out and they're doing these three or four or five runs a week because they bought some Jeff Galloway plan, or they they, they joined up with you know the very popular and, and, and needed team in training, 
and they had a plan there. And it says run 20 minutes this day, run 60 minutes this day, run 10 miles. And it just gives you kind of, you know, in football parlance, downs and distance. But it doesn't tell you the real metrics that you need to be looking at in order to avoid injury. Mm. And so then, so then what happens is that people go out and run for three or four weeks or a month, and they don't realize how much they're really breaking themselves down because they're at an anaerobic rate the whole time. Right. Um, but where, but wherein, if you are training at a math zone, then you're avoiding that muscle muscular breakdown uh, by and large. But then, as I've found for me in my own training, that if I sprinkle in the appropriate amount of speed training and intervals, then it's kind of a best of both worlds scenario. I see and, what you're uh, saying. And it's so like even like even on my intervals. I mean, you don't just go run intervals. Like if I tell you that you've got to run. You know, six by eight hundred. You just don't go out and run six by eight hundred. You've got to do a, a steady, you know, wind up and then and a cool down as well. And like when I'll do it, like if I go and do an interval, I'll run for at least ten minutes or a mile, whichever comes first, at math, and uh, and and you know, be certain that. And I won't even do math plus five. I'll just do math. But at least I've at least warmed up at math, and so that way my cardiovascular system is working. And now I'm ready to blow out my, you know, my, my anaerobic system on these intervals, taking appropriate rest. And so, and, but then on the long runs, I always start zone one or strictly zone one for the first 15 minutes. And then depending on the length of the run, I will graduate it up, uh, up until about half of the run. Then I kind of let caution go to the wind because that's the, that's the plan that I have for a marathon is that the first hour is me running at a minute, two minutes or whatever, slower than I would normally run, which equates to a zone one, zone one and a half heart rate zone. And then for the last half of the first half, I'll run zone two. And then by the halfway point, I, uh, I, I, I kick it up to zone three, but by that point I'm so far into the run or at that point, usually I'm, I'm doing an Ironman. And yeah. so, so I not, you know, kind of coin a phrase from team endurance nation not slowing down is speeding up um so that way you know when you have because you have slowly wound it up as your race strategy those people that blew by you in mile two you're now passing at mile 20 well and it kind of makes sense because you i mean it's such a long run especially for people who don't have a lot of experience doing endurance like 20 i'm looking at the you know 26.2 miles right now and it seems like a mountain that's impossible to climb and like my feet will be sore after my long runs. I, I ran 14 yesterday. My feet were sore. I'm like, how the hell am I going to do this for 26 miles? But you have to save some of yourself for the end. Otherwise, you'll just be just dead and dying. Well, you know, I, I know that. I mean, again, that, but and that's where having a good amount of of focused math training in your in your the course of your week is because you're not killing yourself at every single at every single uh, uh, turn. But at the same time, you have you have intervals and you have speed sessions in there, and kind of taking a page out of Brian McKenzie's book that the reason that people fail in long distance events is not because of their cardiovascular system; it's because of their musculature. And Brian McKenzie is the CrossFit endurance guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy with the scary right arm black tattoo that yes. that makes me curl up in bed and cry at night. <laughs> I feel like I need to go go look at this guy on the internet. Okay, so. Like I said, like this conversation could be like five hours long, but we're, I don't want to say we're coming up on time, but we have still like, you know, eight or nine minutes left. So what should me average Joe, and I'll tell you a little bit about me. Uh, I, I follow like a no sugars. No I'm a Libra. Diet. I like, lo- I like long walks yeah, in the sun. Of course. Uh, absolutely. Let's, like, uh, like 40 let's, pineapple drinks. Let's, uh, let's get like together and we can, we, we can have some, uh, some wine at sunset. I, yes. uh, Rick is a registered a, sex offender. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I maintain a no sugars, no grains diet. I've been doing that for quite a while, but I've been exceptionally strict. I, I don't want to say strict. I've been, uh, there have been no, you know, little moments here and there for like the last three or four weeks and it's been, you know, good. I feel good. So nutrition wise, I follow, you know, high saturated fat, low sugar, stuff like that. Uh, and uh, I guess you know what else you know. I, I'm so, a moderate so, so on, runner, but on the on the diet on the diet part, if you are going to get into any kind of endurance event, even if you're doing math or not, mm-hmm. yes, the, the 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 paying attention to fat and not being afraid of saturated fat is very very important. 
staying away from basic sugar is of paramount importance. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't necessarily be afraid of grains and starches, and starches in particular. Grains, yes. I mean, bread, there, there's, no, there's no nutritional value in bread, I don't think, anyway. Mm-hmm. But you've got to pay attention to things like white rice, uh, sweet potatoes or yams. Yeah, uh, I still do a lot of sweet potatoes. Di- not, daikon, not a ton. you know, d- yeah. daikon, things like that. Even even pumpkin. Like I uh, have a recipe for pumpkin, uh, canned pumpkin pancakes. I made it last night. Last mm. night my dinner was canned pumpkins, pancakes, and uh, and baked salmon and broccoli. It was delicious. Sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. still do. I'll still do like sweet potatoes and stuff like that. But uh, you know, not and, like and, every day, but you know, a couple times a week probably. Because what 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 happens a lot. With um, unless you are in a ketogenic state, and that is to say that you have completely crossed over to the uh, to the other side, and you are exclusively exclusively using ketones as fuel for your body, which you're probably not. Yeah, I don't. You, I don't think then, I am. But then you are still burning sugar, and and you still need to uh, replenish your muscle glycogen. And if you're not getting enough carbohydrate every single day and you're exercising, then you're not getting enough muscle glycogen. And that's, that's ultimately going to be bad news for you. That affects sleep. Um, that, that affects so many other things that, that you need to recover. And, and once kind of people, myself included, jump on that low carb bandwagon, they're really, really afraid to get off. And I can't tell you how much better I've felt since I've kind of thrown caution to the wind and put things like oatmeal and black beans and, and white rice really back in my diet. Uh, uh, more sweet potatoes than I was eating. Um, taro root, mashed taro root, things like that. Okay. Uh, I've I've felt so much better, so much better. And my intensity sessions have been better too. And I've also been doing a lot more strength and, and actual weight lifting than I've than I've ever done. And that's been really benefited as well by uh, by getting carbohydrates in. Well, and that's one of the things that I've been focused on about the last year is is spending more time in the weight room, trying to put on uh, more muscle mass. Because I, you know, we could go into this super in depth, but I think that's part of the reason why I I, I had a, a real serious run at a marathon two years ago in 2013, and uh, basically just it the most crippling it band syndrome ever i couldn't even go a mile without stopping in excruciating pain and i think a lot of that was because of muscle imbalances i'd never never focused too heavily on adding muscle so that's really what i've done for like yeah you know and i mean you you can't i can't stress enough the importance of owning a foam roller or if you're too cheap to buy a foam roller go buy a four inch uh, pvc pipe a length of pipe from lowe's and, and roll on that yeah, I've been doing a lot of foam rolling too. Do something yeah. to break up that myofascial tissue. Go buy some lacrosse balls and just just when you're sitting down on the floor watching TV, roll it around on your legs or your back and find the hot spots and just dig in. Yeah, uh, that's it's so you know people don't pay attention to that and they do get the muscle imbalances, myself included. I, I had those I bad plantar fasciitis for a while because of bad muscle imbalances, that stuff. But then also, it's not just lifting weights, but it's being certain that when you lift weights that you're doing multi-joint kind of functional movement exercises like for me power cleans kettlebell swings kettlebell cleans uh pull-ups burpees box jumps those things are are really important to me like i don't i'm not going in for the traditional gym stuff and i'm not even squatting heavy either because i work out all at my house and i don't have a squat rack and i would i would want to be spotted anyway yeah so i'm only squatting as much weight as i can power clean which 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 isn't much but um but still, functional move a little bit of functional movement stuff like that is really, really important. Okay. Or, or I, I guess I won't say important, um, really beneficial, and can mean the difference between a good day and a bad day. Okay. So we're we're we've covered uh, some dietary issues. We've covered weight room stuff. Now this is the original point of why I wanted to talk to you about this. But like I said, we could do this all day. Uh, how much of my running needs to be at this because. For those who, who don't have heart rate monitors and don't pay attention, my math number we established is about 146, and I'll normally bump that up to like 148 because I have been you know running for a very long time and I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. But that intensity is nothing. Like I like my average like minutes per mile is like 11:30 at that, uh, which is excruciatingly slow for me because I'm normally, you know. But here's I, the thing that yeah. that's how cardiovascularly fit you are, and and that's why people hate math because it is humbling. Yes. And, and so 
paying attention to that, but then also breaking through and having those interval sessions will help the having stronger musculature will help that math because, because the, the oxygen transfer, uh, through your blood, uh, in and out of lean muscle tissue will be, you know, there is a benefit there. Um, so, so what I would say is that if you're running four or five days a week, that, well, here's another caveat here of my weird plan here. I work, uh, 12-hour shifts, overnights. My wife is a master's degree student. We have two two kids. So obviously time is a huge thing for us. And yep. basically my agreement with my wife is, hey, I'm going to try to do this on running two days a week. And I know that's a super long shot. I run – I train for an Ironman running two days a week. Okay. Okay. Well, and I've talked to a couple of people and they said, yeah, it's absolutely doable. It's different, but it's doable. So yeah. basically what I do is like on Mondays, I've been doing like a medium run – like between five and eight miles. And then on Wednesdays is when I do my long run. And uh, I've been doing both of them uh, at that math number, about 146 to 148-ish. And then I'll lift a couple of days a week. But that's basically the extent of my of my running and training. So how do I need to be breaking this up like between like high-intensity stuff, like sprints and intervals, and math training, and what's in between? Okay, so what I would do is, first off, I know that, that you're, uh, you've got to deal with your wife I would try and find a day um, that you can fit just a 30 or 40 minute maintenance run in there. Okay. And, what do you mean by maintenance? What do you mean by maintenance okay, run? Okay. So I'm, I'm about to tell you. So, oh, sorry. So, <laughs> so then that way, will you shut up and listen to me, please? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just thirsting for knowledge. I'm sitting with my mouth at the spigot and nothing's right. coming out yet. Can y'all please stop talking? I'm trying to I'm trying to take a nap. Irving, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so what I would do is, is one day is obviously your long run. And that is, that is a, a run that I try in negative split that I ramp up, uh, through my, through my different, uh, heart rate zones and try and make the, 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 the plateau and the end of that run as a, a zone three. Okay. And, and I don't so much worry about my pace as mm-hmm. I work, like, like when I'm on my long run, I have my watch set to show me heart rate and elapsed time. And that's it. So, so on that run, I'm running for time, and I'm running at heart rate. Okay. And and then another day of the week for you, I would do a a, a, a true session of intensity, and that would be you know that would be maybe a a, a Yasso 800 type thing. And I will I will tell Rick what those are. All, yeah. Uh, after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, and so or or some sort of other true track based or 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 distance based speed work. Okay. That that is a forty-five minute to one hour in total workout. Okay. And then and then I would try and find a third day of the week where mm-hmm. you can do just a, a a maintenance run, which is math math plus five, where it's a thirty or forty-five minute run that is just something to stretch out. It's not junk miles because you're still it's still a workout. I don't believe in junk miles. Right. But you're 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 just stretching out your legs and and you're just you're you're keeping your you're keeping your body moving a little bit. Because my only concern with a two-day-a-week uh, marathon-only training is that you're letting your legs tighten up a little bit. You're letting some of that that uh, myofascial tissue kind of harden and solidify, and you're not you're not breaking it up enough, and you're not really doing enough. See, I don't mind running two days a week for Ironman because I do so much other stuff. Yeah, you're and, doing and other. Then, and then yeah. and then on key weeks, I will run three or four times, but I just don't run three or four times every week. So you can absolutely do it, but I think that if you can get that third just maintenance run in there, you said that's like that's math plus five for like 30, yeah, 45 minutes. Yeah, or, yeah, I can or, I can probably find or whatever that. Whatever feel whatever feels good. Sometimes uh, on that maintenance run, I'll just leave my watch at home. You know, yeah. so, sometimes it's good just to go and run and enjoy things and not, you know, I, I'll go I'll go and try and find a new place. Sometimes, like let's say I have a one hour just maintenance run. I'll go to a different part of the city that I'm not familiar with where the, uh, the, the mile marks are, and I'll run out what I think is 30 minutes, and I'll run back what I think is 30 minutes, and then I'll, I'll review the time after to see you know, if, if my perception was, was off based on my level of fitness. But, but you know, still, if you can just get that third small time in um, – I think I can. I think that's I can good. work that because, because the thing because is, like, it, as long as, as I can wake I wake up earlier in the afternoon, is you know, it's basically the equivalent to you know, John Q. Citizen waking up at like 
five instead of five thirty. Like yeah. I can hey, do that. I can find. Hey, time I used to wake way. up early in the afternoon in college. What <laughs> yeah, um, I'm keeping college hours. But now. but here, but here's the, here's the trade off though. The good thing is that that five or eight mile run that you're doing throughout the course of the week, you're now shaving thirty or forty minutes off that workout session. So now right. there, there you go. There's thirty or forty minutes elsewhere in the week that you can spend. Okay, so if I may, we're, we are coming up on time. Mark is like whipping my ear with like the oh, here's how much time I have. So. I will summarize. Thanks for adding uh, work for me to have to bleep that out. <laughs> I did it just for you. Yeah. I did it just intentionally for you. <laughs> uh, so one day doing this uh, it, higher intensity stuff that Mark will probably put in the show notes and he'll let me know about. And then another day, which basically like kind of my long day, which is about ha- the first half doing negative splits. The first half of it is lower intensity, like uh, high zone one, then zone two stuff. And then at the basically the last half, like ramping it up, not too much, but ramping up slightly to kind of condition myself for what I'm going to do in the race. And then another day of the week that's basically just, uh, you know, math plus five or so uh, just to break stuff up, just basically maintenance run. Right. And, and, and don't forget the day of the marathon, there's a different, there's a reason why we call one of them training mm-hmm. and the other one, the other one racing. Right. You know, you can, you can, that's, I mean, on race day, you are there to race. Right. It, it's not necessarily just another long training day. So so that's where all the stuff that you've done in training is preparing you for what you can expect on race day. You won't you're not going to get you're not going to get uh, blessed with speed on race day. But you but if you've trained right, then you will have the strength to kind of have the confidence to to go out further, faster, harder, you know, quicker than you than you normally would have. May I make a confession? Yes, yes. you may, Mark. During the course of this interview, at one point I had my pants off. Sorry, <laughs> I just well to to explain. I uh, I took my does pants that off. does that mean I have to put my pants back on? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were under an agreement, fellas. Yeah. That the no pants interview. I like, changed. I'm, I, I'm always going no pants. I changed from slacks into shorts because I'm about to work out with my shirt off. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go do some power cleans in the front yard so all my neighbors can see. Shut hey, what's up, up folks? Shut up. Me, Mark Rogers, gonna go check the mail with my speedos on. <laughs> John, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for for your time uh, and your advice. Uh, this is you, like I said earlier. You think you know I'm gonna go train into an endurance event. It's much more complicated than you think to try to train smarter, not harder. But uh, your expertise, you know, hopefully will will set me up for you know a successful successful run here. Yep. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, and and stay in touch, and let's see. You know, absolutely curious, curious how the marathon. And it, look, if if anything else uh, comes up, and and you you have any questions, just you know, shoot me an email, and cool. uh, and and we'll go from there. Awesome. I'm sure there will be. There's a couple things that we didn't touch on, but we hit like I'm on like 95 percent of what's kind of baffling me right now. So that is awesome. I am awesome. uh, super appreciative. Everyone, John Smith, thank you. And, uh, All right, guys. Hopefully we'll have John uh, back, and he'll be in the four-way club. Is, four, is that what we're calling it? The four, four-way four club. This isn't, we're not talking about no, – never mind. I was going to do a mom joke, I but I don't, I don't know if your mom listens to it. <laughs> Easy. All right, gentlemen. All right, John. Thank I you, appreciate John. it. Thanks. Bye, bye-bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. <laughs> All right, thank you, John. And uh, you can find uh, I make this joke every week. You can find John at john.com. Uh, that's, I'm sorry, I just okay. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm officially we're uh, moving on. Da, 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 from, da, 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 yeah. I'm officially retiring that joke. from that joke is over. Okay, congratulations, um, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it is now time for the humans being human segment, and uh, actually. A, a friend of mine told me a very funny falling asleep story, which made me think of, of one. And then I know you are. I'm going to put you on the spot and tell one. So here I'm going to tell okay. my friends first. And okay. he is an attorney. Uh, and uh, yeah, and and told and, and and told this funny story about this a friend of his who was just came, got out of law school was at this big firm in a big city and was trying to you know I I don't know if you have any like lawyer friends but they basically like have no lives they're just like working all they're the like time. working robots That's yeah all they do especially straight out of law school it's yeah like uh you you think like oh I'm gonna go to law school and make a million dollars as a lawyer and yeah. like, I'm gonna be Johnny Cochran on day one but like the day one lawyer jobs are like the worst yeah. jobs ever and they're working on the weekends they're working super yes. late at night it's just it's crazy so this guy is trying to you know work towards becoming partner and he's like trying to impress all the partners and all this stuff well is this is this claire huxtable 
Uh, it is actually. Oh, I wow. know that. Yeah. Awesome. Poor, poor Claire. Her, what happened to her poor husband? Um, okay, so he, the, this, this guy, and I don't, honestly, I don't even know who this was. It's just funny. So he's he's in there. He's he's working super late. He's he's running on on gas fumes, you know. And so he is supposed to be working on something for a partner, and he lays his head down on his desk for a second. And he's like, I just need to close my eyes just for a second. Well, he, he falls asleep. And he wakes up, and he, he looks at his watch, and it's been like a half hour, you know? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. So he like, he, he sits up real quick, and, and he's like looking down like, I don't have this. My mission is not accomplished, what I was supposed to be doing for this partner, who walks in the office like right then. So he's, tr- he's going to try to like play it off like he was trying to do some research and be thorough. And he's like talking to the partner about this project that he was supposed to have been like finished with he's not done he's explaining and he's like the partner seems to be buying it well about about the time that the conversation is almost about to wrap up a paper clip falls from the guy's forehead (laughs) (laughs) and like clangs on the desk and like they both are just kind of like staring down at this paper clip that just fell off of like like underneath his like hairline you know and it was like very (laughs) very evident what had happened so i was like man that was great which reminded me of a story about when i first started uh at this job that i have at a university i wanted to sort of reacclimate on Reacclimate myself with the student experience, so I started spending a night in the dorms, freshman dorms, just random Wait, rooms. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't make any sense at all. Please derail. For a so I would, I was like going around observing classes just to kind of get my head wrapped around, like, okay, what students are going through with their day to day lives, kind of deal. So one of the classes, and I just had our our four year old was like, you know, a baby, so it, running on empty, very tired. There was a Monday morning, eight o'clock biology class. That what I was, was the matter with you for going to that? By the way, I know it. it so, and it was like, ugh, the no, no sleep already. It's eight o'clock. It's it's Monday, which Mondays, you know, got a case of the Mondays. Got a case of the Mondays. Yeah, yeah. So I go into this class and I'm wearing like a suit. Okay, so here's like all these college kids in like sweatpants. So you, so, so you wanted to blend in. Yeah, yeah. To the typical student experience. <laughs> yeah, going undercover. What all students do. So you go to a Monday morning, 8 a.m. biology class, and you're wearing a suit. Yes. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You're just like a human chameleon. Right, Mark. right. So I'm already not fitting in. I go to the back of the class and I sit in one of those like you know those desks that has like the the desk attached to the chair. Yeah. And I have my you know I was gonna like take notes or whatever. Like I have my stuff back there. I sit down and the first thing the teacher does is turns the lights off and starts like going over an exam they took the week before. So something that is like it's already not going to be very interesting right. to you, but it's like the le- like the least applicable thing of all time. You yes. can't even get anything like, hey, I can just squeeze a bit of knowledge out yeah. of this. It's like, just I mean, housekeeping if it was, type stuff. Yeah, I'm like, I'm interested in, in, you know, like how, you know, animals work and stuff. Like, that's interesting, but like, okay, going over an exam. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, so we're like 10 minutes into the class and I already am just like, it's just struggling. And this is like one of those uh, 80 minute classes. You know, it's like a eight to nine twenty or something. And so I'm like, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. And so finally I'm like, okay, I'm just, and I'm at the very back of the of the rooms so I can I'm like I can lay my lean my head back up against like the brick wall that's right behind me. So I'm like I'm just going to just for a second. I'm so tired of fighting. Why does that this. always occur to us by the way just for a second? Yeah. yeah what and what planet would like sleeping for 1 second be satisfactory? <laughs> well, what time are you like man if I can just sleep for one more minute? Well, no, there, it's a minute. There's a 30 rock line that I love that uh Liz Lemon comes in the, the Alec Baldwin's office and she's like, how do you sleep at night? And he goes, I don't. I take thousands of micro naps throughout the day. <laughs> and like right when she, the next thing she says, he like goes, cuts back to him and he's asleep, like standing up with his like glass of scotch. Anyway, so I, I lay my head back and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to shut my eyes and just, and just give in for just a second and, and stop fighting this and then I'll be fine. So I lay my head back and finally, like the next time my eyes droop, I just sort of let them droop. I don't know how I don't know how much time passed. Maybe maybe a few seconds, maybe a couple of minutes. But I was awakened by a noise, and it's one of the, it's one of those things that you're like, wait, what was that? Me? Did I make a noise, or was that? Oh my god! So I had fallen asleep, and I made an I made a noise uh, similar to something like this. <laughs> 
in like this super quiet dark biology class and it's one of those like did i dream that noise did i make that noise out loud and i look like kind of sort of catty corner to the guy that was sitting like up and to my right and he was sort of like looking back at me and the, uh, this other girl was like kind of looking at me and obviously like i made i made the noise in the middle of this class and everyone's like turned to look at me and like, what do i do i have like an hour left of this class so i just sit there for the rest of the class and then and then I waited till everyone was out of the room. Like the teacher had left, the, the room was completely empty before I sort of crawled out of the desk and, and shamefully walked back to my office. So that is the most Mark Rogers story ever. Yeah. Which is very like, like when my, you're com- when you're compiling chapters for your book for like hey for people who don't know me if you'd like to get to know me these are the stories of my life. <laughs> that is a great story. Well, and my mom is like notorious for we, anytime we'd go to a movie as a family, 10 minutes into the movie, she's asleep and she'd make you know, she'd go. <gasps> she'd like <laughs> she'd like make the noise. I've done that in airplanes, you know, it's just it's terrible. So, that leads me to turning the spotlight around on you and telling okay. a funny fall asleep story. Uh, the first time I ever fell asleep in class, uh, this is the very first time ever. I'll try to get the year correct. Uh, I was in seventh grade. There was a program at our uh, at our school district. It was elementary school. It was up until fifth grade. Then sixth, seventh, eighth is middle school. Then high school, and then the last two years is senior high. Well, in middle school, they had a program called humanities, and it was basically an accelerated course for you know. And I totally didn't belong because I did horribly in it. But it was basically human. like a, an honors level class. And what you would do, we did our grades in the school district every six weeks. It was a grading period. Well, what they would do is take uh, six weeks worth of history and compress it into three weeks. And three weeks uh, – or six weeks of the humanities and compress that into three weeks. And every three every three weeks, you're switching from the history side of the room to the humanities side of the room. So one week you're doing, you know, talking about World War II or all that garbage, and then the next week, all that garbage, and the next week you're talking about like world peace, you know, Plato and all that other garbage. <laughs> By the way, I've got a thousand hilarious stories about me in this humanities class that I totally shouldn't have been in. I, I shouldn't have been in it because I was not willing to work at all. But that's another story. We should change so, the name of the podcast to the Simply Humanities Podcast. Oh, well, I can assure you that I don't know anything about them because <laughs> as poorly as I did in this class. Well, I was in the history side because we had two teachers. The humanities teacher was Miss Lily, and she was very, very awesome, uh, very relatable, uh, you know, super smart. And the history teacher was Mr. Wellborn. And, uh, you know, he probably doesn't listen to the show, uh, but he thought I was an idiot. Uh, newsflash, I'm an idiot. Uh, and he does <laughs> So he was a super side. smart guy. Uh, he looks like John Denver at this point. Okay. Uh, the very straight blonde hair cut in a, like a modified bowl, like the, like <laughs> over his ears and glasses, just he, Oh, this is also, man, I'm going to never be able to wrap this up. He also owned a full Nazi uniform oh, gosh. and would wear that to school when he was teaching the unit about world war two, not realizing that like, Hey, uh, you can't do that, yeah, you idiot. You're dressed like it's a like Nazi. you're doing their lesson on slavery and showing up in blackface. We have a friend who has a Nazi outfit as well and wears it to sleep at night. We so. do not. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so I'm in the history side. I've set this up. And it's all smart kids. And I am clearly the one that doesn't belong. Well, he, we're showing, we're watching a movie about something. It wasn't like, and everything was very advanced in this class. So it was some boring, like, Time Life Presents the Battle of the Bulge or some garbage like that. And it's very boring. There's no, you know, there's nothing cool about it. Well, I'm watching this and it's it's late in the day and I'm like, man, I'm so tired. And the lights are off. And I was like, I can, I can go, I can go. I've heard about students going to sleep in class before. Maybe that is something that I can try now because this sucks. So I uh, propped my head up. I, I had my right my or my left elbow on the desk and my right and my head inside my left palm. Does that make sense? My yes. my head's resting on my palm. Well, and I fall asleep. Well, doing this gradually, my face, because of gravity, starts to slip closer to the ground. Right. And, and I'm doing that it right pulls now. my cheek up, which pulls my mouth open. Oh boy. Well, I'm in seventh grade, I'm a growing boy in puberty. Actually, I probably wasn't in puberty at this point, so super late bloomer, man. But uh, you know, my body is very tired. I need 12 hours of sleep every night and all this stuff. 
so I don't realize any of this. And you I know what wake root, up. The root word of puberty is. <laughs> what is it, Mark? Pube. Are, are you done? Are, yes. are you finished? Okay. Can I can I get on? You, the story? you can continue. Okay, thank you. So, <laughs> I don't know how long I'd been asleep. Uh, it was. I mean, it very easily could have been like a half an hour. Well, when I wake up. I'm very satisfied with myself. Hey, look at me. I'm a multitasker. I went to class and I took a nap. So look at me. I'm getting lots of things done. Well, I look down at the desk and there's a puddle of drool on the desk <laughs> that has run out of my mouth. And I'm like, uh-oh. Ooh, what do I do here? So I've still got like 10 minutes left in class. Uh, so I've got plenty of time to not pay attention to the film and try to figure out how I'm going to do this. How to clean so, up your drool. I'm like, I, yeah, how to clean it up. I'm like, I, I don't want to like use my sh- I don't. It'll be super obvious if I like I pull my shirt up and wipe it off. I'm in seventh grade. Who cares about it? Right. Like, but like I'm trying to tr- trying to you know go under the radar. So I was like, all right, I'll go up. I'll get some uh, uh, Kleenexes, pretend to blow my nose, bring them back to the table, and just like just kind of put them on the table, and oh, it's all wiped, wiped up. So I go up there and I execute the plan perfectly. I feel like I've been very very smooth with all of this. Uh, and hey, film's over and class is over. Lights go on. All right, everyone, read a bunch of chapters in your dumb old history book. Burp, 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 burp. And I get up and walk out, and he's like, uh, Mr. Bentley? And I was like, yes, nerd. And he's like, uh, what was that on your desk uh, that you were wiping up? And I was like, uh-oh. So it was just silence. I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. After like 10 seconds of silence, I just went, it was drool. <laughs> and he was like, drool? And I was like, yes. I went to sleep uh, during that movie, and I drooled on your desk. <laughs> and he's just looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and I was like, all right, well, I'll see you later. I'll see you tomorrow. And just walk out and leave. That's hilarious. So it's a wonder he thinks – he thought that I was an idiot. Yeah. Who, who would have thought? Who would have gleaned that from from that story? One one quick other. Uh, this was this was a, my sophomore year in high school. I had a friend who uh, he had a hole in his boxers. Rick, are you still there? I'm still. Okay, here, that yes. sounded weird. He had a hole in his boxers and a hole in his jeans, which were not lined up. <laughs> but he fell. Thank as- God. Yeah. Well. He- well, by the way, you would think like, <laughs> oh. They're not lined yeah. up. This is I can wear this. Yeah. So, but he was like, we we would sleep like he, he would, I would just many many times look over and he would have his like arms crossed in his lap with his forehead on his desk with drool just dripping out of his mouth like we we all would sleep in this class and so there was one time that we both we By both the way, that was asleep. a revelation in my life when i oh, realized yeah. oh i can totally sleep in class yeah like that changed my life that yeah. was the it was like discovering fire <laughs> so there was one time that we were both asleep and i know we were both asleep because i had fallen asleep like with my head in my hands you know and i and i wake up and i look over at my friend who's sitting right next to me and he had like fallen asleep with his with one leg up on my desk or like on my on the the bar of my desk and the other leg was like straight forward so he was kind of twisted in his Man, there's in his no desk. hiding it in this class there's no even pretending that no, like, no. I'm looking at a book and no. just like bring a pillow yeah. and you're like nightcap yeah it was blanket. it was chemistry i took a summer school class once in in college i would take i took a pillow to the class i'm sorry what did you say i t- i would i took a pillow to the class no, no, no. Summer school. Pronounce that word again. Pill. You, t- pillow, you took a pillow. 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 To the class, and I would sleep in class, and like the teacher just knew anyway. So I look over at my friend whose leg is legs are kind of twisted. Well, when he sort of twisted, the the holes in his a perfect eclipse, <laughs> and his balls were just hanging out of his jeans. See, oh. it's stuff like that that I'm very – I want to find the inventor of the cell phone camera, oh. and I just want to thank him so much yeah. because that has revolutionized my life. Yeah. That's like something that you would think of, man, I wish I had a Polaroid camera with me yeah. at all time. Well, guess what? Now you, you do now. All right. That would have been perfect. So that, is, picture. so that is the, the humans being human segment. So I'll now make a noise, and we will do the clip of the week. Okay, it is now time for the... That was way funnier than the noise I thought you would make. <laughs> uh, it's not time for the tip of the week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And this one is uh, really, a lot of times we try to like pull these from the interview, but this is just one that uh, that just popped in my head earlier today. And it is, don't hold grudges. Don't, don't go around and, and mm. just sort of harboring 
uh, ill will towards anyone, and that that includes the stranger that cuts you off uh, on the highway to the your a family member, anything that you're just sort of like hanging on to because well, I'm hanging on to this because they did that or they won't do they haven't done this yet or whatever. Just just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Sorry. I think that's a very valid tip for trying to mitigate stress. Yes. Because uh, it, you really can make – I mean I understand with like family members and stuff like that where you know relationships have gone sour. Like I can understand not being able to, to let go of that quite as easily. But you literally can just make a decision that, you know what, I'm going to uh, let – the, tra- the traffic guy is a great example because yeah. uh, it affects people so much. Uh, you get so worked up and tied up, and you get to work, and you're just cra- just relax. If you can make a conscious effort, just to let that in and of itself, just just that one thing, the traffic people, the guy who cuts you off, like let it go. Yeah. Then it makes some things so much easier to deal with. You're in such a better mood. You're so much happier, uh, and. I think we've we've pretty dutifully shown on this show that stress ma- management and stress mitigation has a significant impact on your daily health, uh, almost as much so probably as nutrition and exercise and sleep and stuff like that. So uh, definitely work on that. Yes, I think that's definitely one that's big for me is uh, keeping a mental ledger of well, this person owes me that, and that yeah. person owes me this, and I better get this person just. Who goes? You know, what's the point of that stuff? I have better things to spend my mental energy on, and the, the, my kind of mantra for that is, I am not going to let someone get my blood pressure up because getting my blood pressure up makes me uncomfortable. It makes my face is all hot. I'm not going to let someone have that impact on me. If yeah. they want to be a jerk, then you know that'll be poison for them. But I'm not going to let it bother me. Yeah, cool. All right, so that's your tip of the week. That's a great tip. Uh, Thank an- you. Another tip. Uh, on in the enjoy life spectrum is to check out the band the lone bellow. I don't know if you've this seen you, you shared on Facebook. Yeah, today. so Jeff, I haven't looked at it yet. My brother Jeff is actually who's an artist. He owns a design studio in New York. Uh, he has actually played with them. He's a drummer. Yeah, uh, and he has like toured with them a little bit and has played with them and and he's friends with all of. It's really crazy. They played on Letterman last night. They've played Conan. Oh, wow. They've done all the. This is their second album just released today, um, and it is. I actually have like a what is it called when you have like an early release that's like not supposed to be released? Like they gave it to a Jeff bootleg bootleg copy. Yeah. They gave it to Jeff because he like does all their design stuff for their CDs yeah. and their posters, and so they gave it to him so he could kind of f- get a feel for like the the tone of the album. And he like sent it to me like super like secret style like like moonshine and uh, <laughs> that's a bad example. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible example. He he put it on a donkey cart and like <laughs> uh, I don't think moonshine it. was transported on donkey carts. Yeah, Someone so, didn't pay. Attention in history class. Some was. Someone some... was asleep drooling all over the history. <laughs> Looking at my friend's balls. Um, so anyway, <laughs> check out check out the Lone Bellow. It's a, it's sort of a folksy kind of a Mumford and Sons type sound, but uh, it's a really I you know I, I'm obviously not gonna like plug a different band every week, but uh, that, since my brother has a connection to him and his friends with them, I thought if you're gonna enjoy life and listen to music, listen to the Lone Bellow. Well, there we are. <laughs> all right. Find us. I think that's it. We're going to wrap it up. Find us online. It's uh, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, please leave us a review on iTunes and enter yourself into the the last few days of the January T-shirt giveaway-a-thon. And as always, thank you for listening and uh, making us part of your day. We always appreciate it. There's a lot of options out there. So that will do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, the holes in his perfect eclipse <laughs> and his balls were just hanging out of his jeans. So until next time, enjoy yourself. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.